Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Worship Him. Go ahead and worship Him. Go ahead and worship Him. Go ahead and worship Him. Second Sunday of the year, you are telling Him you are grateful. You are telling Him you are thankful. You are telling Him you acknowledge all that He is and all that He's doing. Lift your voice and worship him. Thank you, Father. Zapere kotobo. Ripololo no kase brade shia brade fada. Eseno mono mo kabaro basi arene. Shikoro mono mo kose preme ya mo ya Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. He's in God. Take that Bible that you have and go to the book of Hosea chapter 10 and verse 11. Hosea. Hosea is in the Old Testament. There's a very interesting scripture there. I want to show it to you. Chapter 10. Take your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, repent. Amen. Don't ever come to church if you don't carry a Bible. It's better you stay at home. Next time you are coming, make sure you carry your Bible. Say, I'll carry my Bible. I can't hear you say, I'll carry my Bible. If you don't have a Bible, go and look for your mom's engagement Bible. If you, if you look in your house very well, you see there's a Bible there. Take it, dust it, and kiss it and say, this is my Bible from today. So that when you come into the house, you learn. Praise the Lord. The thing that is going to keep you and sustain you this year is teaching. So I want to take I want you to take the word of God very serious and your Bible as well. This year you're going to do great things in Jesus' name. So go to Hosea chapter 10 and verses 11. Hosea, thank you Lord. I'm reading verse 11. This is what the Bible says. It said, and Ephraim is as an heifer that is taught and loved to tread out the corn. But I passed over upon her furnace. I will make Ephraim to write. Judah shall plow and Jacob shall break his clothes. Now I want you to know this. Say Judah shall plow. Say it again. Judah shall plow. Why? Why praises? Why? Why do we praise God? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your precious holy word that we are going to hear today. We declare our lives will never be the same. We declare the anointing of a praiser will come upon us and we will tread this year down. We will do well this year. We will never be down. We will never be sad and we'll have never reason. We will never have any reason whatsoever to complain in the name of Jesus. Anyone sick, heal them. Anyone oppressed by demons, I command those demons to live their lives. Anyone that always feels heavy and always feels guilty, let that burden be lifted. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and all shall say a big amen. Thank you very much. Take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. So why? Why do we praise? Why? Why praise us? Now, the scripture we just read said, Judah shall plow. Say, Judah shall plow. Now, I'm sure you know a little bit about agriculture. When we say plowing, we, are, we mean breaking ground. 
breaking ground. So plowing is the first thing that is done when the season of planting and reaping is to begin. Because there's no way you can plant a seed in the soil if the soil is hard, if the soil is not loosed. So what plowing does is to break up the front or the surface of the land, break up the strong grounds, break up everything that the land and the people that have walked over it so the soil becomes very loose so that you can place a seed in it. If you don't do that, when you plant the seed, it will not be possible because the seed must go into the ground. But because the ground is very hard, the seed cannot go inside. And if you leave the seed on top of the soil, you know definitely that somebody will come and pick the chicken, will pick the seed, flying bird will pick the seed. Anything you planted will not succeed because something will pick it up. You know, the Bible said, if you plant a seed by the roadside where people walk, the reason why the birds will take that seed is because there's no place to hide it. So this year, we are saying that your grounds will be broken in the name of Jesus. I said your grounds will be broken in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking prophetically. That means that anything you are planting, anything you are sowing, anything you are planning to do this year, if the ground is not broken, it cannot be established. Because you need the ground to be broken so that every seed you are planting will take root. If the ground is not broken, the seed cannot take root. This year, you will plow in the name of Jesus. I said you will plow in the name of Jesus. Now, it's very interesting that Judah is the one to plow. I don't know why it wasn't Reuben. I don't know why it wasn't Simeon. I don't know why it wasn't Levi. I don't know why it wasn't God. I don't know why it wasn't Naphtali. I don't know why it wasn't Ephraim. I don't know why it wasn't any of the other tribes. Benjamin. Why Judah? Now, when we say Judah shall plow, it means one thing, only one thing, that the meaning for that name is that which is going to plow the ground. And if you check the meaning of the word Judah, when Leah, the first wife of Jacob, gave birth, to earlier children, this lady called them names with the hope that the husband would love her. And so everything that Leah was doing was to attract the affection, the praise, the love, the care of her husband, Jacob. But all that she did couldn't generate that energy and that love. So when it got to giving birth to another child, she decided to change the name of the child and to direct the meaning of that name to God. So she decided to call the child Judah. And when you check the scripture, the word Judah simply means praise. Oh, I'm going somewhere this morning. It means praise. So when in God in heaven heard that Somebody is praising him in a place of an unpleasant marriage, a difficult marriage, a marriage in which the man doesn't love the wife, but the man loves another woman. And the woman is doing everything to attract the attention of a man who doesn't love her. If that woman has found reason to find another love in me, I'm going to show up. 
So anytime you direct your pain, you direct your confusion, you turn your troubles, you turn your sorrow, you turn everything that makes you down to praise, what you are doing is that you are involving a kind of a personality that makes all things possible, that can come into a situation and change it, that can turn your mourning into dancing and give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. His name is Jehovah, the Almighty. Anytime he is invoked into a jurisdiction, anytime his name is mentioned, anything that has to do with him that involves his thanksgiving and praise, he shows up into that space. So as soon as Leah found wisdom, say wisdom. Today I pray for wisdom for you in the name of Jesus. That you will not be walking looking for promotion from your boss. You will be looking for promotion from God. You will not live your life trying to please one single lady, trying to please one single man and forgetting the God who can give you all things. And so you are looking down to man. Don't say you are looking up to God because two eyes cannot look in a different direction. If you are looking down, all your eyes are looking down. If you are looking up, all your eyes are looking up. I will lift my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Don't pity a man. Who knows how to praise God? Don't ever pity a church that knows how to praise God. Don't ever complain when somebody is crazy about their God and they're excited about their God. They will leave you behind. It looks like you are ahead. It's just a matter of time. When the God they have learned to praise, he shows up. The advantage you have will become nothing. This morning, I'm anointing you. They didn't hear what I said. Let me talk to the choir. I said I'm anointing you with the spirit of praise. So as soon as she said, praising God, as soon as she began to praise God, God got excited. And you know, when Jacob was blessing their children in the book of the last, but one, Genesis 49, he began to bless them. He said, Reuben, you Reuben, you are my firstborn. The excellency of strength and the beginning of dignity. You shall not excel. You will not do well because you went into your father's bed to sleep with your father's wife. He came to Simeon. He said, Simeon, your anger, your anger, your anger. You and Levi, you, you killed innocent people who just expressed love for your sister, Diana. He said, my soul, don't go into their camp. But when he came to Judah, he said, Judah shall be as a lion. He said, the scepter, come on, say scepter. Say it again. The scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes. What he said is that the scepter, which is the mark of kinship, shall never leave the tribe of Judah. Why? Because somebody was wise enough to mention praise. Somebody was wise enough to thank God. Somebody was smart enough to know that any man who ever helped you, it was God who moved him to help you. And so when you begin to focus your energy, your love to God and praise him, even in the valley, he says that glory will never leave your life. Authority will never leave your life. Increase will never leave your life. And so he told the, 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 the children and prophesied and said, leadership shall be in the house of Judah. That is the reason why David, the greatest king of Israel, came from Judah. And that is why our Savior Jesus Christ also came from Judah. Why? Because somebody decided to praise God. 
Selemokatosa ilabaha. Shekoleko sepre de marinaha. Latosia brande komolo brasia. Today receive the anointing to know how to praise your God. To know how to bring God into your picture and into your situation. To know how to call on him in time of trouble. No man can help you except God. If you will make it this year, you need God's help. That's why we have dedicated January to be a man of praise. We don't care what is going to happen. Once we praise God, God is with us. Mm, I feel the praise here right now. Shout hallelujah. I'm talking to you. Don't look at me funny. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. So, until the ground is broken, the seed cannot survive. So, it breaks the ground and then it plants it. So, what praises does for you is that every hard thing in your life, everything that is difficult, everything that looks impossible, everything that men have said it will never happen, if you find the wisdom to praise God in it, come on, say in it, God shows up and delivers you. Now, let me quickly say this. There's a difference between praising God and thanking God. It's very easy to thank God when he does something for you. That's why I'm saying that praise is the set under which everything else is a subset. So, thanksgiving is a subset of praise. So, thanking God is not the same as praise. For praise means seven different things. And if you have time, during the month, I'm going to teach you what every single word of that word praise means in the Hebrew language. So, when we say praise... It's very, very, very big. Praise is not even singing. Because some of you, you can sing the lyrics because it's on the screen. But when you go out there and somebody asks you, how are you? You leaving the church, you say, I don't even went. I don't know what is happening to me. As soon as you begin to talk, you don't bring God on the scene. So praise is not singing. It goes more than that. It goes far more than that. Praise is an attitude. It's an anointing that comes upon a man. Praise is a spirit. Praise is an unction. Praise is a power that makes a man stand in the lowest place and still not deny God. That is what the anointing God is going to give you today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, in this church, we have five values. Say five values. If you want to belong to this church and you love what we are doing here and your heart is knit to the spirit that is in this place, you must also must understand the spirit that is in the house. The spirit that is in the house values five things. Number one, we value souls. Say, I value souls. Say it with an attitude. We value souls. We value his presence. Say, his presence. Say it again. We value his presence. The next thing is that we value small groups. Say, we value small groups. Small groups is the basis for our thing for this year, which is home care. We also value faith. Say, faith. And then the last thing we value here is excellence. Say excellence. Now, when we say we value his presence, all we are saying is that we don't want the presence of God to leave our church. We don't want the presence of God to leave our lives. We don't want the presence of God to leave our family. We don't want the presence of God to ever be far away. If you read the book of Psalm 51, David was describing his experience when he sensed that the presence of God had departed from him because he had gone into sin. He said, cast me not away, O Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and renew and take not. Come on, say take not. He said, take not thine Holy Spirit from me, your presence. So what generates the presence of God is the spirit of God. 
And I know how you can bring the presence of God into a place. No matter how dry the place is, it's called praising God. Oh, I didn't hear you. I said it's called praising God. So what we are saying is that when you are praising God, what we are essentially doing is that we are putting value on the thing we value. When we say something is valued, it means it has worth, it has importance, and it has, uh, um, it, it, it's, it's valuable. It's something that you cherish. And so we are saying that this year, one of the things that we cherish is his presence. And if the presence of God is with you, wherever you go, you will make it. If I can get you to know how to practice the presence of God, when people say no, they will say yes to you. Uh, when, when, when they say the door is closed, they will open the door for you. When, when they say they've closed the vacancy, they will open the vacancy for you. Because the presence of God, it breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The presence of God causes the mountains to quake. When a man carries the presence of God, he's like a thousand army, though he's a single person. When one comes against him, they will scatter in thousand ways. The presence of God, you are receiving it today in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus, the spirit of the praiser, the anointing to walk in confidence in your God is coming on you afresh. This year your head will not be bowed. This year you will not murmur. This year you will take decisions because you know God is with you and you will not be afraid. What men will say, what women will say, why? Because the presence of God is with you. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And let them that hate him flee before him. As the smoke is driven before the wind, so drive them away. And as the wax melted before the fire, so let them melt at your presence. Now, the wax that the Bible is talking about is evil presence, is wickedness. Smoke is evil presence. When we say this man has a cloud over his head, that means that he can't think straight. He can't think clear. He's depressed. So he said that when the presence of God comes in a place upon a man, evil scatters. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. That's what it means. And so all the clouds that are over your head, that cannot make you think straight. You cannot be free. You feel an impression in your spirit that you are bound. You can't express yourself. You are not joyful. Every day somebody must compliment you before you believe in yourself. That spirit is leaving you this moment. I said that spirit is leaving you this moment. In the name of Jesus Christ. So the presence of God is what makes evil leave you. And anytime you praise God, what you are doing is if he's invoking. Look, choristers, let me tell you something. If you are not careful and you musicians, you can be the most in church and in Christian now. Because you play this thing as a duty. You must practice it yourself that you can sing alone. Top singers are very sad people and depressed people. Because they think that when they sing to other people, they should be comforted. No, you sing to God yourself. You must practice your praise at by yourself. So that you yourself, you are a praise embodiment. Not as a duty that you come, you play, as you come, you sing. Some of you, when you live here, you don't sing the whole week. I sang on Sunday. That thing is changing in the name of Jesus. You don't take the instruments and minister to the Lord and worship him. You come to play for people. That's why you don't understand. You are in the music ministry. That's where Satan also is. That's why he has, you have the greatest attack. Because anyone who can praise God, it's like you are taking the place of Lucifer. Glory to God. I pray for you guys in the name of Jesus. 
may you be praised indeed in the name of Jesus. Come on, I can hear your amen. So, now let me, let me tell you something else. In the, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they, they camped, they, they had the camp, and they were moving eastwards because Canaan was the east of Egypt. Now, when they were ready to go, the Lord instructed Joshua and said, look, I want a particular tribe to lead. Already there's a prophecy that had gone ahead that Judah will be the natural leader. Not only that, because Judah means praise, I will let praise lead my people. So if you study the movement of the children of Israel, they were like the cross. It's like a plus, exactly like the cross. And the people that led them was the tribe of Judah. And the tribe of Judah is the tribe of praise. So God was saying that anytime you are going forward, anytime you are advancing, if you can let praise lead you, I will be with you. Because in praise is the presence of God. In praise is where God is found. You remember the story of Jehoshaphat, 2 Corinthians 20 verse 20, the story right there. It talked about how they, they, they said, let the praise team lead. They were going to war. And yet they had to announce their presence. You know when you're going for war, you must calculate and make sure that nobody knows where you are. But if you are leading with praises, you are disclosing your location already. And the Lord said, don't worry, you just let the instruments, let the musicians, let the singers lead the praise. Let, the, let them lead the warfare. So they have spears, they had swords, they had armories, and their location was being disclosed as they were marching. If we say, oh yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And they were marching. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord, because His good and His mercy shall They were going to war. The enemy had ambushed them and sat in a strategic place. And these people were announcing their location whilst they were coming. Is it not foolishness? You can never live this life, a victorious life, if you don't do things God's way. God says that if you praise Him, He will bring you victory. You know, whilst they were praising God, the Bible said, God set confusion among their enemies and they began to kill themselves. I'm sure when they were praising God, they were saying to themselves, ah, we've got them. We know where they are. Look at them, fools. They are going to war and they are singing. Is that the weapon we use for war? No. But that is the weapon that God wins with. Today, may you deploy that weapon in the name of Jesus. I said, may that weapon become your portion in the name of Jesus. So that's why we have determined that this man, we are praising God. I said we are praising God. I said we are praising God. No matter what is happening, I'm praising God. Whether we have money, we don't have money, we are praising God. We are not making excuse for anything. Everything by praise this month. And God is going to be with us. This year you will see the greatest blessing you ever walked in. You would experience the greatest help you've ever had. You will see the greatest miracles you've ever seen. You will walk in the greatest places you've ever walked in. Why? Because we are laying the foundation of praise. For if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And anytime you are praising God, what you essentially do is that you are laying the foundation of strength, of power, and of His presence. 
That's why we declared January the month of praise. We teamed it the homeowner. And last week I told that he owns us. A landlord is somebody who owns the land and the house that you stay in. And we are saying that he owns us. We are his sheep. We, he made us. We are the sheep of his pasture. The next verse says that enter his case with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. This month, you must purpose to praise the Lord. This month, you must decide that you're going to praise the Lord. No matter the enemy is showing to you, no matter the picture you are seeing, you must use your spiritual sense. For he said, in all things, give thanks, for this is the will of the Father concerning you in Christ. Now, when he says it's the will of God, it means that. It doesn't mean that God loves to see you sad praising God. No. When we say praise God, when it doesn't look like it, what the Lord is telling us in Christ is that, look, this is the only way I can bring you out. Some of you, the reason why people don't get near to you because if you carry his presence, there's no way your face will be sad. They didn't hear me. Let me calm down. I think when I calm down, you hear me better. I said, when you carry the presence of God, there's no way you always wear a very sad face. You are always morose. You look depressed, like you are carrying the whole world, like you are the only one without a father. You are the only one without a mother. You are the only man having problems. You are not smart at all. But you see, anytime you wear praises and you are thanking God, you become attraction. Because there's nowhere that the presence of God will be that the place is not an attraction. In all things, give thanks. What he's saying is that, look, I want to get you out of that place. But if you look at the condition and the situation and you focus on it as it is, you are wrong. And you can't attract my presence. You can't come into my glory. But if you begin out of your pain, your stress, your tiredness, your weakness, your discouragement, if you can let praise rise from your spirit, I, the Lord, I will get involved. I will step in for you. I will bring you out of that place even before you know it. I will cause men to be attracted to you to help you. Today, I decrease the wrinkles on your face. I decrease the wrinkles on your face. The tiredness on your face. The stress on stress is a person. Tiredness is a person. Discouragement is a person. Memory is a person. Everything that has to do with depression is a personality. It's a spirit. Praise is a spirit. Today, I see you rise in Jesus' name. When you leave this place, even though you don't have food to eat, you say, Lord, I thank you for my next meal. I tell you, God will bring you help. I'm teaching you how to come out of that place. How many of you are hearing what I'm saying? Shout a big amen. And now the clap and the shout to wait if you have Praise. So, God doesn't like people who don't like praising him. In fact, when he said, for without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What is he talking about? Without faith, it is impossible to praise. Is you thanking God on credit for his word on credit. Have you ever gone to buy something on credit before? Come on, can I preach this? Have you ever bought something on credit before? Say, please, I want to buy this shoe. I'll pay you at the month of January. I hope you don't go and borrow a shoe because at the end of the month, people will be coming for it. And those of you who went to borrow in December, get ready for your creditors. 
Hallelujah. So, he said, the, he that cometh to God must believe that he's, and he's a reward of them that diligent. Say diligent. Oh, help me preach. Say diligent. Diligent. So, what is praise? So, without faith, it is impossible. What does it mean? Is it somebody who's going about quoting scripture? Everybody can quote scripture. Even demons quote scripture. He said the demons, they, 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 they believe and they tremble. So it's not about quoting scripture. It's an attitude. I said it's an attitude. Ah, I said it's an attitude. You see, when you find somebody who praises God, they have a positive outlook. Even, you know, the world system, they, they measure countries by their positivity. That's why when bad news comes from your country, they degrade you from B+, your credit rating, Fitch, Merrill Lynch, and all these credit ratings. When they hear bad news from your country, they begin to downgrade you. When you go about saying bad things about yourself, you are falling on the scale of faith. Oh, when you go around and say all the bad things in your house, your marriage, your relationship, even if the world downgrades you, where do you think God will put you? Come on, I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. So when he said faith, without faith, it's impossible. It's somebody who is drunk on the word of God. Somebody who is so intoxicated by the promises of God. You are sitting there, you are not married. And because you are not married, you are sad. You will be sadder. You don't have money and you are complaining. You don't have more money. Especially if you are a believer, a child of God. Where is your weapons? For the weapons of our warfare, they are not what? But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination. When men shall say there's a casting down, you shall say there's a lifting up. That is praise right there. Your weapon is praise. I suggest to you in the name of Jesus. When you begin to honor God and speak his presence into your situation, you leave that place. Some of you this year, you'll be married by shock. Hey! In the name of Jesus. You know, I had the story of a lady who was a secretary. And there was a man who was looking for a wife. You see, there are some men who are praying, Lord, give me a wife. I don't like all the ones I see. They have polished their faces. They are wearing high heels. But they don't carry no presents. Come on, say presents. Say it again. This year, a glory will come upon you in the name of Jesus. So, you know, in his prayer, he went, he went to one of his business. This is a top businessman, true story. And he has seen all the PhD doctors, ladies, with their sophistication and all that. But while she entered this office, she saw a secretary who was very excited about the work she was doing. Very excited. She wasn't, she wasn't whistling, but you can see joy unspeakable that is full of glory. A secretary is not paid much. But anyone who enters the office, there's a glory and a fragrance in that space. You know where you get to some people, 50 meters, you can sense that, mm. when you see them come, say, Charlie, let me, let me find another way. Because this man, when he comes near you, he doesn't say any good. So when the man saw, entered the office and saw this lady typing away and smiling away, as soon as she said, good morning, madam. Good morning. Hello. Welcome. The man was like, okay, what's going on here? He was shocked that early morning somebody can be smiling like that. Midnight, you'll be laughing. In the morning, you'll be laughing. 
When things are hard, you'll be wearing a smile. I can't hear your amen. So the man just exchanged pleasantries with her, entered the office, and he, he asked the friend, who is that girl? So it's my secretary. The secretary. <laughs> I really like her. That was it. A smile. You can't wear a smile if you don't have joy in your heart. You can't wear joy in your face when you have bitterness in your heart. You are so bitter, you are so unforgiving, your face has become willy. Willy that has been put in the fire. Ha! When we chew you, we can't chew. We have to spit you out. Anything we do with you, it will not work. Today, may you become soft. May you become pleasant. May you become sweet. It's the presence of the Lord that makes people attractive. And that is where we are going this year. We are saying, Lord, make this church an attraction. Make the people an attraction. Let your presence come upon us. And as your presence comes, let demonic presence live our lives. Anybody who is too heavy, you sit like Leviathan. You sit like a behemoth. You are so strange. They move you. You don't move. You can't flow. You are heavy. Today, I make your feet light. I make your presence light. You know, we have to consult you and consult you and consult you again and consult you before you agree. Today, receive the flow. Receive the flow. The joy unspeakable that is full of glory. A smile in the midst of your storm. A smile in the midst of your situation. You are sick, but you are praising God. You are tired, but you are praising God. You are saying this, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but Lord, I believe in you. And I'm making you go ahead of me because Judah shall plow and Judah shall lead. Shout praise. Shout it again, praise. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. This year we'll have an attitude. We'll walk with our chest out, confident in God because it pleases God. When you go anywhere, you say, brothers and sisters, don't worry, my God. He will do it. All of a sudden, everybody will lift up their head. I found out that when you get discouraged, you will have the answer in front of you, but you can't see. Have you ever experienced that before? Why didn't I think about this? Ah, why? You were sad. That's why you didn't see. That's why God wants you to wear joy. For with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. In other words, everything in your life has an answer. Until you wear this attitude of praise. You can't draw. How do you draw water from a well? It's not with a rope and a bucket. Your rope and the bucket is the smile you are wearing. It's your attitude towards church. It's your dancing before the Lord. Now, now, the reason why I've moved the pastors from is so that when you are dancing, you are not intimidated. We are freeing you up. God, listen, listen. When you are dancing, you are not dancing for me. Hey, are you hearing me at all? Dancing is praise. Herod, uh, Herodias, Herodias, he married, he was the governor of Judah, he married his brother's wife, and the brother's wife had a son with Herodias' brother. On his birthday, he said, look, I'm throwing a feast, a party, and all the, you know, the governors, and then the second judge, everybody had gathered, and then he said, I want somebody to come and dance. Apparently, his daughter, stepdaughter, was a good dancer. Dancing releases you. Every demon that has held you down, they will lose you today. 
I'm, I'm, I'm delivering you. You don't know what is happening to you. There's a heavy spirit of the anointing here right now. As I talk to you, you are being loose in the name of Jesus. I say, you are being loose in the name of Jesus. So, you know, Herodias' daughter, Herodias' stepdaughter began to dance. You see it? You catch the anointing and we are flowing. Say, baby, man. So as he was dancing, he was dancing. Ah! The king said, I've never seen anybody dance like this without faith. It is impossible. If a king can be moved by your dance, how much more the king of kings? Before whom you are dancing, not before me. If you came, you are dancing to impress me. It's late. I'm married. I finished everything. But you need help from God. So show your level of desperation so that God, I said God, I said God, yes, 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 He yes. can step in to help you. Shout amen. amen. I said, Shout amen. amen. So you dance and praise God. You don't look at nobody. Before you realize, your barrenness is gone. Before you realize, doors are opening for you. This trouble you want to trouble, all of a sudden, we have become so sophisticated in our churches because we are wearing clothes that we think is more expensive in the presence of God. That's why when you come to God's presence, you don't matter. It is Him that matters. I don't care whether your shoe is $1,000, your lace is $1 million. When you come into the house of God, prostrate before the Lord. I said, lay it before the Lord. I said, lay before the Lord. Look at what the Bible said. The woman with the alabaster box. Bible said when she poured the oil, she broke the oil, the bottle. The container. She broke it with the oil. He said, that, Lord, whatever I wear, it doesn't matter. Whoever I am, it doesn't matter. I'm not only giving you the oil, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you everything. Receive the grace today. I want to see crazy young women praise God in this house. I want to see crazy young men lift up voice and praise God. We need the spirit of faith in our midst. And it comes through praise. So when God says, without faith, it's about, he's saying that if you know how to praise me, whilst you are not having the things I promise you, I'm pleased with you. That's what faith is. Total praise is praising God on credit. You are praising God like you own a $1 million house. Meanwhile, you are living in somebody's living home. You are praising God like you own the best car in the city. But you are walking, you've been walking all your life. He said, Lord, I'm praising you on credits. So that when the thing comes, I wouldn't need to praise you again. I'll thank you. It's an attitude. Yes, yes, I yes, said yes, it's yes, an yes. attitude. I said it's an attitude. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Things pleases God, you know, when you have an attitude. What the three Hebrew boys said, oh king, oh king. Say, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. We are setting aside all the protocols. You know, before you address a king, you say, oh, king, live forever. May your kingdom be established before you. There's some protocols you say before you address the king. But this three Hebrew boys said, because they said, if you heard the sound of the dulcimer, the harp, the drums, and all these instruments, you must bow before the God that I have erected. He said, king, you have crossed the line. We are your subjects, but you don't touch this thing. You don't go near this. 
we don't mess with our values. When it comes to praising God, we don't mess with our values. When it comes to giving God praise, we know how to do it. We don't share with anybody. Uh, help me preach. Somebody shout amen. We don't do these things. We don't sell our bodies. We don't take bribes. We don't compromise. You have crossed the line. Do your worst. Our God will do his best. Shout it yes. Somebody stand on your feet, give a praise. I said, stand on your feet, give a praise. I said, stand on your feet, lift your hands, do something. Begin to lift your hands, begin to praise the right respect for them immediately. Immediately. When they tell you something, oh, I like your bum. I like your hips. Immediately you lose respect for him. When he's not going to marry, he's a married man. You have to lose respect for him. Are you here? And he's making all those passes at you. They have crossed a line they shouldn't cross. Suck me, do your worst. I'll become your boss. Can you say that? See, when you talk like that, God comes from the scene. See, I found a man. I said, I found a man with whom I can do business. May you be that woman. May you be that man. Yes, 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 In the yes. name of Jesus. Amen. Found a man. I found a man with the attitude. I found a man who can stand and proclaim my goodness. I found a man who can talk about me as if I'm everything to him. Yes, yes, you are everything yes, to me, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, and I mean it, I mean it, I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we have been today? When our enemies came up against us, they would have swallowed us up long time ago. But look how God kept you last year. When you thought you couldn't make it, he brought you out. When you thought your life was over, he gave you food. When you thought you couldn't cross, but you crossed. God has been good to you. God has been merciful to you. And if you have enough sense in your head, you will praise him for what he has done. It will give you confidence for the things he will do. Shout yes! yes. I said shout yes! They yes. said, King, we are not able to answer you. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. We are not. Our God. Say our God. Our God. You want to take your money, keep it. My God. My God. You won't give your offering? Keep it. My God. My God. You won't pay that because we rebuke you. My God. Take it. My God. He said, My God. My God. He's able. He's able. Come on, say he's able. He's able. To do. To do. This is what he told them. He said, Our God. Say our God. Our God. Give pastors. Say our God. Our God. He said, He said, Our God is able to deliver us out of the fiery furnace. One. And out of your hand. Two. Yes. Then they said, if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we shall not bow to that your idol. This year you will not compromise. When they say a believer, they will know you are a believer. Yes. When they say a child of God, they will know you are a child. Yes, 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 I yes, said yes. a child of God. Sure. I said a child of God. Sure. So, 
said, if not, he said, if God doesn't even do it, we will die. Do you know it's better to die for something than live for nothing? I'm afraid to die. I'm afraid to die. What have you impacted, old lady? You have not done anything. All life is about you. You didn't sacrifice for your children because you are afraid to die. You left your children when your children was long because you had your own issues. It's better to die for something you believe than to live for nothing. And the reason for which God will give you life is because you believe in him. That's why he will preserve you. You are living for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So as long as we live, we live for him. I said for him. I said for him. Glory to God. Glory. He said, if not, he said, if he will not even deliver us, you kill us. When God saw it, he said, ha, ah, who are those people bringing me this fragrance? I can smell it thousands of miles away. I can smell the sacrifice of incense that is coming from a people who are under danger of death. They didn't care about their life. They care about my name. He said, hey, son, go down there. So the Bible said, the king was so, he said he was so angry, he increased the temperature 10 times. So much so that the people who were carrying them into the fire, they died. The people who were carrying them, the heat in the air was so much so that it slew the people. They threw them inside the fire. And here were the four men, three men. All of a sudden, they have become four. They were walking in the fire. Charlie how? So the crusade, when are we going to do it? So they were talking about business, and uh, so tomorrow, tomorrow we go to the office. We have to make sure, give me this book, In the Fire. Nebuchadnezzar. What are the eyes diseases? Cataract the what? Short-sightedness. Long-sightedness. He was getting bled. He rubbed his eyes. One, two, three. One, two, one, two, one, two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, one, two, three, four. One, two, one. One, two, one, two, three. No, it's supposed to be three. One, two, three, three, four. four. Ah. Then he turned to his advisor. How many people did we throw into the fire? Three. They said three, boss. But I see four men and one look like the Son of God. They will prophesy because of you. I said they will prophesy because of you. The king, the king, who hated the Jews. These three young men, he acknowledged and mentioned the Son of God. You know, your lifestyle will pull people to church. I feel like preaching to somebody right now. I say your lifestyle will move people to church. Hey, you are not dead. You are sitting sleeping on the hospital bed. And the doctor came to give you the final rites. But I see Jesus come out of the world to give you the first rites. They are saying that you are dead. Go and do everything where you say, I'm not dying. Hey! I am not dying now. In the name of Jesus. Kidneys have given up. If given up, I'm not dying. Kidney or no kidney. Jesus said I should live. So in that word live, kidneys will be supplied. Hey! 
Receive the anointing. Receive it. Receive the anointing. Receive it. Of praise in the name of Jesus. They have given up on you. They said no hope. But you say, look, you will see me again. Yes, 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 yes. And you've defied all the doctor's report. They will see you walk again. They will be shocked by faith, which is praise, brought God on the scene. Yes, 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 yes. May you walk in victory this year. Yes, Lord. Come on, lift your voice. We're going to praise God right now. Praise Him. I didn't say pray. I said praise Him. I said praise Him. We thank you, Jesus. I said praise Him. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Receive the spirit. Receive the spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit.